This is Fantasy Book Club. Welcome to the Fantasy Book Club. This is the Internet's Book Club. Just by listening, you are a member. My name is Sydney Lyerly. And I'm Colton Pratt. And today we are reading chapters 7, 8, and 9 of Warbreaker. So if you haven't read those, pause real quick and go read those. And if you have, well, good job. I'm proud you of it. you. You You've did it. it. Woohoo! Uh, just so everyone knows, next week we're reading 10, 11, and 12. It's another triple week. Uh, so we'll remind you at the end of this episode. But for now, remember... Uh, 10, 11, and 12 next week. All right. Is there anything you want to say before we get into it? I'm just ready to get into it. She's Let's just ready. go. Yeah, she's ready and raring. Okay. Woohoo! Whenever you're ready, you go ahead and start your chapter seven. Also, real quick, we need to celebrate something. Nothing happened. <laughs> nothing happened. <laughs> Last week, we were a little bit nervous, but this week, we discovered that nothing happened. Woohoo! Yes! Okay, you can begin. I was so confused where you were going with that yeah. for a second. I was like, huh? Nothing happened. I got you. Okay, so with that little spoiler out of the way, chapter <laughs> seven, <laughs> we start off with Siri, who is in the um, the God King's room, mm-hmm. ready for her fun night. So <laughs> she... <you> know, <laughs> what? Her fun night. <laughs> it's true. Um, so she takes off her, she takes off her dress and she's just kind of like thinking about the fact that she shouldn't be here. You know, this was not her job, but it's fine. And she accidentally makes eye contact with the God King, which is a big no-no. Oh, yeah. That was the first, don't do this. Um, but she's kind of like freaking out. She actually says something. She says, would she be killed before even the first night was out? And then she said, would she perhaps prefer that? But then she goes on to think that, no, she needs to do this for Idris and for all of her uh, friends and family back home. So I really appreciate her determination here to to do this and do this right. Mm -hmm. So she takes off her dress. She takes off her undergarments. And she bows. She notices something about her undergarments. Oh, her undergarments are um, like throwing off colors. Mm -hmm. They're they're white and they're diffracting. Like she says, as if they're through a prism. You know how light changes. Like that one that one album cover that everyone loves. Her clothes, yeah. her clothes are doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the album cover that I don't know what it's called. I don't know the album cover's name, but her clothes are doing that. <laughs> um, so you know the one. Yes. So she, she kind of just ignores that. She's like, I have too many other things to worry about right now. So she takes them off, and then she bows on the floor, and she sits like that for like forever, and he doesn't do anything, and she's like. Am I missing it? Like, did I do something wrong? Like, she's, like, freaking out because she's mm-hmm. – I she expected it to be, like, a quick thing. Yeah. And he's just doing nothing. And she's she knows kneeling. he's there. Yeah. And she's like, did I do something wrong? And then she's, like – she realizes – she thinks that he's toying with her. Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon. <laughs> Is that the name That's of the, the album, album cover? cover? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that, Colin. Yep. Glad, glad you got that one figured yep, out. Yeah, it was important. <laughs> sure was. <laughs> Anyways, um, so she hasn't heard like a knock or anything, and he's just sitting there, like mm-hmm. I don't know, looking at her. We don't really know. And so she continues to kind of think about the fact that he, um, he's not doing anything, and we don't really know what's happening. And then the perspective switches in this chapter, so it kind of ends with she's just laying there, and the night's going on, and. 
he hasn't knocked or anything. And the chapter switches. And we get to see Light Song again. We Let's love Light go. Song. We love Light Song. I love Light Song. I also love Light Song. So Light Song is sitting, um, watching some fireworks that the priests and stuff are doing. Mm-hmm. He runs into, or, or not, he doesn't run into, uh, Larimar runs into him, Scoot, and uh, Light Song's like, you know, what are you doing here? Like, go be with your family. Have fun. Have fun, which I appreciate. And Larimar's like, well, no, this is my job. Like, are you enjoying it? And Light Tongue's like, get out of here. I would enjoy it without you. So just go. <laughs> like, he's just like, all these festivities and you're trying to worry about what I'm doing, you should go hang out with your family, which mm-hmm. we we appreciate Light Song for the compassion. Yeah. So Larimar kind of, he heads out after that little short conversation. And Light Song just kind of enjoys the fireworks. And then as he's sitting there enjoying them, we get to meet this new god, or this new Ooh. goddess, I should say, because she's female. And we kind of learn later at the end of the chapter that she has been a return for 15 years. So Old. she's an elder, but she it talks kind of goes into very solid detail about how beautiful she is. And her name is Blushweaver, the beautiful goddess of honesty. Because she weaves blushes on people's faces. <laughs> What? Yeah, because she she makes you a blush. That's her whole. That's her. Oh, whole, okay, yeah. But she's a seductress. The way you said that just was so she's, confusing. Listener, she's a seductress. That's yes. her whole thing. Yes. And she's good at it, except she doesn't succeed. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not with light song, anyways. Uh, but that's a spoiler. We're getting there. Sorry. Um. Sorry. Anyways, so the first thing light song thinks when he sees her is this should be interesting. So we know it's going to be interesting. <laughs> A good example of show, don't tell in books. He says, this should be interesting. And so we know it's going to be interesting. Well, it's true. If, if someone said this is going to be interesting, it's going to be interesting. If I was an author, I would just have my character think like, this battle is going to be a good battle that you should read. And it's just going to just to make everybody let that them know. That breaks the fourth wall, though. Yeah. My song's not breaking the fourth wall here. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> He's pushing it, but he's not breaking it. <laughs> Bending the fourth wall. Go ahead. Anyways, so she comes up. Um, She has her servants bring a chair, and she sits down. And, of course, she sits down with all this grace and, like, perfectly crossing her legs and blah, blah, blah. You know, all that fun jazz about how perfect she is. Mm-hmm. And then she starts talking to Light Song, and she goes, aren't you going to greet me? And Light Song's like, oh, great, here we go. <laughs> so, again, we know it's going to be interesting. I love Light Song's internal monologue prepares me for every sentence of this book. Honestly, yes. He lets me know what I should be feeling. <laughs> Told you. He's breaking, he's he's bending the fourth wall there, just, just slightly pushing on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then he goes on to like kind of talk to her about how she, she clearly wants all this attention and uh, he's not really giving it to her, which she doesn't really appreciate. But then he says at the end of this page, because um, they're discussing uh, like, the fact that she wants these reactions and he goes, well, what am I supposed to do if I'm all breathless and like distracted by you? And I don't have the words. And so they kind of joke about the fact that, well, he's got a tongue that's clearly working now because he's talking and all that fun jazz. He and just, then he's he just, just annoying everybody. around. Yes. Him. He's just making a bunch of jokes and she's kind of laughing along with it, but doesn't really enjoy him. She does want him, but you which know? can you really blame her? You really are into Light Song. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're in, you're into him. Your mom listens to this show. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. <laughs> That's 
so weird. Why would continue. you continue? Just go ahead and continue. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> um, she just they're kind of like kind of flirting, but he's kind of just playing with her kind of thing, and and she's like, "So don't you find me beautiful?" And he's like. Well, obviously, like, it's literally in your title that you're, like, supposed to be super beautiful. Yeah. And, again, he's kind of just making fun of her, and she's kind of getting tired of it by this point. She's a little frustrated. And then she goes on to say, hey, let's ditch these fireworks and go do something else. Yeah. Which we know where that would go. And Light Song's like, "Mm, no. Nothing happens. Yeah, it's great. This chapter is so clean. It's one of the most safer work chapters you'll ever read because nothing happens. Yes, literally nothing happens. Um, and she's kind of like, seriously, and his excuse is, I need to watch the fireworks. And she's like, <laughs> really? We know that's crap. Yeah. And he keeps giving her these excuses, and which is kind of funny. And she's just like, really? And then he says, I am too lazy. And she's like, really? You're too lazy for this? Okay. Uh, he also mentions a god that he has slept with, the only one. Yes. Uh, her um, name was Calm Seer. Yes. And I'm assuming from what he says, it says Calm Seer was the last honorable return the city has known. So I'm guessing she's gone. Yeah. She is no more. Yeah. We don't know what happened to her or who she was, but apparently Light Song really liked her. She was the last honorable god. Yes. And that's all we need to know. Mm-hmm. Rip Calm Seer. We yes. loved you, and we didn't even know you. She, you. If we would rank people we didn't even get to see, you would be pretty high. But yes. the best you can possibly get is dead tier. Um, dun, dun, dun. But we we probably, can rank her into dead tier. We can just shove her into dead tier. Yeah, she's better than Var. <laughs> she's better than Var and no. probably better than the God King. Hmm. Well, that's not saying much. We actually see the God King this time, so we actually get to put him somewhere in the ranking. We see him, but he doesn't talk. But we still see him. He's physically present in this chapter. He is physically present in this chapter, and we know his eyes are black. Yes. Because it, Siri accidentally looked at them, even though she wasn't supposed to. Absolutely, she did. Yes. <laughs> she did the no-no. <laughs> yeah, she there. Yeah, she had a couple rules, and she did not keep them. It was ah, okay. It's okay. She it tried. was an accident. She tried. Exactly, and she didn't have the training. Yes. Anyways, back to Blush Weaver and Light Song. <laughs> so Blush Weaver's like kind of tired of this, and Light Song's like, "I really want you to leave." And then she brings up the fact that there's a new queen, a new queen. Yeah. And the God King has just been married. Mm-hmm. And Blush Weaver's like, "I want to know your thoughts, Light Song." And Light Song's like, "I don't want to talk about this because politics." I don't have thoughts. Yes, literally what he says. He's like, "I don't think about this," and she's like, ah, mm-hmm. "I'm pretty sure you do." And he continues to tell her that the only thing he does think about is breakfast. <laughs> Which is fair. Yeah. In all honesty. Totally I love him. fair. I love him. I love him too. Um, but he goes on to talk about this and Blushweaver's like, this queen means something. We haven't had a queen since Khalid the Usurper. Mm-hmm. And so Khalid was the person who started the mini war. He brought the lifeless, like the lifeless became a thing. And so because of that, Blushweaver's like, Something really bad's gonna happen. And then she continues to say, What happens if that woman bears a child who isn't returned? Mm. And Light Song's like, Well, that's not even possible. And she's like, Well, I've heard rumors that that is impossible. And also, she brings up the fact that what happens if she takes, uh, like, takes somebody else and gets pregnant with someone else's child? If she cheats on the God King. Yes. I feel like that would go great. Obviously. <laughs> That's the one thing we know about the God King is he's really chill. 
Yes, uh, with, absolutely. Yeah, he's just so chill about cheating and stuff. Uh huh. That's the one thing we know about him is that he is uh, just, just into breaking rules, and um, he's okay with that too. Yep. He doesn't even mind if his if his followers break some rules. He, that's yeah, the one thing we know about him. Yep. <laughs> yep. Basically, exactly it. <laughs> Anyways. It goes on to basically say that, like, Blushweaver thinks that something really bad is going to come from the fact that there's a queen and she expects things are going to change. And I think she's worried that she's going to lose her spot as a god or a goddess. Mm -hmm. She thinks it's going to happen and she's worried. And Lightsong's like, I don't want to deal with this. And she's like, well, you should deal with this because this is your problem, too. Yeah. Basically how this chapter goes. And then so she leaves and it kind of just ends with him kind of Lightsong sits down and he... Doesn't want to think about anything, but he ends up thinking about what uh, Blushweaver said about, mm. like, the queen and change. And then also he remembers his visions of war that he had in his dreams. And he didn't want to think about either of those, but he done did. Yes. Uh, in the vision of war, I marked down that he said he saw visions of Teteller burning. Yes. Which I did not realize is what was burning. I mm -hmm. thought it was a ship on fire. And so that was a revelation. Yeah. Uh, and then also... I wanted to real quick talk about uh, Khalid, Khalid, the guy who usurper, the usurper. Yes. He used uh, breath to bring back lifeless to, mm -hmm. to overthrow the king. Uh, and that's what made the king, the uh, royal family with the colorful hair, retreat to the highlands because yes. they didn't like breathe, uh, breath. Mm -hmm. And after Khalid, who was God for a while, um, there was it, it was the, yeah. the royals were in charge. Then Khalid took over during the many war. And then uh, a a god that was named one of the weird two-word god names like Blushweaver or Light Song or uh Calm Seer. Uh he took over for a while. That's I we don't know we don't know his name at the top of our heads, but it's not really necessary. Just know that there was a god and then those gods have now reigned for about three hundred years. Oh, um his name is Peacegiver. Peacegiver. Yes. Peacegiver Peacegiver came and then now the returned have reigned for about uh three hundred years in this world. Yes. And basically Blushweaver think that's over. She's like we're ah, doomed. This Royal's queen's going back. to ruin it. Yeah. Is basically what she's saying. And she's just honestly questioning, like, what is the point of even having a queen, like, he, like a royal here? Why can't we just have some random girl do it? Mm -hmm. Like, she really doesn't want a royal here. She'd rather just be some other random person. Yeah. Which would probably be better for Siri. I, uh, yeah. That was the, the end of that chapter. Yes, that was the end of that chapter. Uh, and I'm glad nothing happened. And so now we get to move on to the next nothing chapter. Nothing happened. <laughs> that's the best chant that you can hear after last week. Is the, yeah. That's why I wanted to open this week with that. It's because after last week, having that be the opening chant is, <laughs> is pretty freaking exciting, especially so if you're not reading. The theme for this episode is that nothing happened. Honestly, this episode is pretty dull. Not yes. much happens for the first. <laughs> the third chapter, some stuff happens. We'll get back yes. to that in a second. Uh, right now, we are going to start talking about chapter eight. Uh, and this one is from the point of view of Siri. Uh, and so Siri wakes up the next morning, mm -hmm. uh, having slept in her dress as a makeshift blanket and pillow. Yes. She's like moved around, which mm -hmm. she was not supposed to do. Uh she broke some rules, which were she dozed off, she used her dress as clothing and pillow, and she even looked at the God King a few times because yes. she was so tired that she forgot it was against the rules. Yep. Um, but she was actually pretty happy about that because she's still alive. So clearly the God King's a little bit more lenient 
about rules like that because yes. nothing happened. Or he's just waiting to use her and then kill her. She did have that thought. Well, he can't kill me. I don't have a child yet. But she actually does talk about the fact that she is going to use that to her advantage if she yeah. can. Yeah. Because, you know, until she has a kid... He can't technically kill her. Well, he could, but then they wouldn't have a kid. But then they wouldn't have a child, and that would defeat the whole point. Yeah, what's the point if not if she doesn't have a kid? Um, Exactly. So yeah, she does that, uh, and I. She was actually thinking like, "Am I not desirable?" And I just I hate that. That's awful. It's the God King. You don't need. (sighs) She go, but I do feel kind of bad for her though because she goes through this phase where she's like, "I'm so excited that nothing happened." And then immediately into... But then immediately, yes. She's like, well, maybe I'm just not good enough. Which, as a female, I can relate to that. Absolutely. Um, And so after she worries about that and then realizes it doesn't really matter, she goes ahead and uh, hops up onto the oversized bed because everything is built for the size of the God King. Yes. uh, And and falls asleep for a little while more. Honestly, can't blame her. When she wakes up, some stuff has been moved. Her clothes are gone. The hearth has been stoked. So someone was in there while Mm -hmm. she was... uh, dozing uh but she goes ahead and burns the sheets like she's supposed to Mm -hmm. and she opens the door to leave and finds two dozen maidservants just chilling in the hallway waiting for her we should also point out that the god king has been gone this entire time oh yeah since the first time she woke up the god king has been out out yes and she didn't hear him leave she doesn't know when he left or like anything she just knows that they didn't do anything nothing happened and he left uh yep so the the uh, service women were there uh, and they brought in a bunch of chests and started laying out a bunch of clothes. Uh, and Siri picked a red two-piece dress uh, with a red skirt and a red uh, like crop top, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Shows midriff, which is just the worst thing for Siri. She hates that it shows midriff. Yeah. But it does cover her chest, which is kind of her her choosing mm-hmm. reason. And the dress and the goes dress to her And the dress is ankles. the skirts longer, yeah. Yeah. So that's why she chose that. Um, so she the, the maidservants give her that. Uh, she uh, moved out and met up with Bluefingers and yes. talked about stuff. And Bluefingers let slip that nobody actually believed that the marriage would happen. Uh, they yep. thought that the that they thought that the uh, Idrians would have chickened out and yeah. not send a daughter. Because Siri's like, "Well, what am I supposed to do?" And like with the rest of my day, and Bluefingers mm-hmm. is like, "Well, I don't really don't know because nobody thought." And then he stops talking, and Siri's like, "Hold on, yeah. wait a minute." Yeah, so Siri has absolutely zero responsibilities, which she's actually sad about because this is the first time in her life that she was going to be like, I'm going to try my best. Yeah. I'm going to do the stuff I have to do. And she has no responsibilities, just kind of exist. Your only job is to get pregnant. Um, yeah, love it. So she's like, oh, can I ride horses? And they're like, yeah, in a week. Uh, because right now we're having a uh, like wedding jubilation. A wedding jubilation. Sounds like the who's done in Whoville. Uh, <laughs> it does. The hubilation. Yeah, the Christmas oh, hubilation. <laughs> so they're having a, a wedding hubilation, and uh, she can't leave for a week. So at the end of the week, they reveal her to everybody. Yes. Um, but they talk about how when you are, uh, once it's over, you can just, like, have anybody come and just, like, perform for you privately. So fireworks shows, painters, puppeteers. Mm-hmm. Any, anything you want. Anything you want, we can just have perform for you. One thing, you cannot leave the court of the gods. So, Ever. Yeah, you're you're not a god, but you're also not allowed to leave. Uh, well, the gods aren't allowed to leave either, though. Yeah, but she is also not allowed. But, like, the priests leave, as Laramar yes. had left and yes. come back. Mm-hmm. So the priests can leave, but the queen cannot leave. Nope. Um, But she's allowed to do whatever she wants in there, uh, but she, and she can't leave the, the palace for a week. She says, well, where's my chambers? 
And the guy goes, Bluefingers goes, you know, every chamber is your chamber. You, you kind of own this place, so you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Any room can work for any purpose, basically. Yes. Uh, and so she walks into the uh, room that she had been in last night to, uh, I forget why she had been in last night, the yellow room. And it was completely different. Mm-hmm. And then she walks into the maroon room, which she had bathed last night. Yes. And the bathtub was just gone. Yeah. Uh, and basically, I, what I think of it is all these rooms are empty. And, like, they can put anything they want into any room and match it, like, the color. Yep. So everything is empty. Uh, she she feels extremely alone because the serving women refuse to talk to her at all. Yeah. Uh, they won't respond to anything she says other than, like, curt nods and uh, head shakes. That's, that's their only form of, like, responding. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she says, can I have breakfast? And she says, incredibly quickly. A whole breakfast set up in the cu- in the green of the room that she was yes, in. Yes, it's like not even fifteen minutes. Just like build or build itself around, and she's able to eat breakfast while the serving women silently stand around the edge of the room and watch her eat breakfast, which is creepy. And she's like, "I hate this." Yeah, but she is enjoying the food, though. Yeah, it's like a spicy uh, sausage food, and she says, "While the spices are new to her, she they're good." Yeah, she does enjoy them, and she enjoys them until she misses her family, and she misses talking to people while she eats. Yep. Uh, and really, that's kind of how the chapter just ends. She she walks to rooms, she eats some breakfast, and then just kind of like, huh. Gets sad and misses her family and wishes she was still laying in bed. Yep. And then she's done. Yep. And nothing, nothing happens. God, God. <laughs> uh, Woo! Yeah, so Siri just kind of has a nice, a nice boring day. Yeah. That, that's all she does. Not too shabby. We'll hear more from her next week and her less boring nights. Uh, but she's going to have another boring day. Woo. Uh, all right. That's all for that chapter. Do you have anything you want to bring up about that chapter? Any, Not really. Any... That chapter was pretty short. There wasn't a lot that went on. And also pretty straightforward. Yeah. You learn that rooms each have, each have colored things, that yes. they can be any purpose. You learn that she burned her sheets and she slept in the bed even though she wasn't supposed to. Mm-hmm. She survived the night with the God King. And she has maidservants who are very, very, very good at maidservanting. Um, <laughs> but are also extremely unwilling to talk to her. Yes. And that's about the extent of what we learned this week. Yeah, that's the entirety of that chapter. Moving on. It is time for chapter nine. Woohoo! Okay, so chapter nine, we meet Vavena again. So this first time we heard from Vavena. And guess what? My theory was right. You nailed it. I was right on. I absolutely killed it. So basically, my theory was that Vivenna was going to come and try and save Siri. And that's kind, literally what she's doing. He kind of spelled it out for you, Sydney. I, I don't <laughs> want to take this win from you, but it wasn't that cool. groundbreaking. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. It was a great win. No one could have predicted. Uh, and no, so, definitely that was pretty predictable. Yeah, a little bit. Sorry about that. Obvious. All right. How dare you? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine, Colton. I'll forgive you, I guess. Thank you. All right. Anyways, so Vivenna's in to tell her, and she hates it. She literally calls it, the second sentence is the fact that she thinks it's the ugliest place she has ever seen. Which is very counter to Siriana, who immediately was like, it was supposed to be ugly. It's so pretty. Yeah. And kind of going on with that, she just, Vivenna's just kind of looking around, and she literally hates everything she's seeing, and it's kind of freaking her out, which is Mm -hmm. a little wild. But the end of this first page, this first full page, she says something that really, really upsets me. Let's get a Sydney's dramatic reading going. Oh, I was worried we weren't going to get one this 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 episode. Oh, okay. Uh, go ahead and give us a, a Sydney's dramatic reading of this of this bit. Okay. 
It was a bold plan, but Venna could hardly believe that she'd come up with it. Still, of the many things her tutors had taught her, one was foremost in her mind. A leader was someone who acted. Nobody else was going to help Siri, and so it was up to Vivenna. She knew that she was inexperienced. She hoped that her awareness of that would keep her from being too foolhardy. But she had the best education and political tutelage her kingdom could provide, and much of her training had focused on life in Hellendrim. As a devout daughter of Austria, she'd practiced all of her life to avoid standing out. She could hide in a vast, disorganized city like the Teller. And vast it was. She memorized maps, but they hadn't prepared her for the sight, sound, scent, and colors of the city on market day. Even the livestock wore bright ribbons. Vivenna stood at the side of the roads, stooped beside a, beside a building draped in flapping streamers. In front of her, a herdsman drove a small flock of sheep towards the market square. They had been dyed, they had each been dyed a different color. Won't that ruin the wool? Ravenna thought sourly. The different colors on the animals clashed so terribly that she had to look away. Poor Siri, she thought. Caught up in all of this, locked in the court of gods, probably so overwhelmed that she can barely think. Vivenna had been trained to deal with the terrors of Helendrin. Though the colors sickened her, she had the fortitude to withstand them. How would little Siri manage? Remember how we talked about how she was a domino balancing between selfless and selfish? Yes. I think she may have tipped towards selfish in this I chapter. Know. Just that sense. How would little Siri manage? Just oh. because Vivenna doesn't like the city doesn't mm. mean that Siri can't handle herself. And she did great. We as the audience know that she is doing great at yes. like handling and the I, city. Okay, I understand that Vivenna thinks she can't handle it because all of her life, Siri hasn't done like literally anything Siri's and has been stubborn. But the fact that she doesn't even in the least bit trust her sister to be able to handle this one thing kind of frustrates me. Like, okay, I respect the fact that Vivenna is trying to save her because she's worried about her. Mm-hmm. But also, like, she has to realize Siri, like, you would think she would know that Siri would probably like all the colors and stuff mm-hmm. and all the people and everything. And I'm obviously Siri's, like, didn't really get to see a lot of that because yeah. she's in the ca- in the palace. But just, also, that just sentence just frustrates me. It also frustrated me. The first woman she sees the very first woman from the Hellendron she sees, she immediately calls a hussy. Yeah. Uh, Vivenna is very, very judgmental and rude in this chapter. Which is just, it's frustrating because, I mean, it's not like frustrating, but it's annoying because Vivenna just... (sighs) Entering a new culture and then immediately judging everybody for having that culture is the worst way to handle it. Okay, the people in Helendrin who have lived there their whole lives, they don't know any different. Mm -hmm. And I get Vivenna doesn't really know any different than Idris, but she also does because she's learned a lot about Helendrin and she has no right to judge them. And even so, it's not inherently bad. It's religion. That sentence happens a lot for me where... It's things is like, well, she doesn't know any different. Also, it's not inherently bad. It's religion. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, she, it's, be, color isn't inherently bad no. at all. It's just that Nothing you're scared of awakeners, so you take color away. Yes. Anyway, I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> um. So, Vivenna is just, you know, kind of judging all this, and then we get to meet a new character whose name is Parlin, and we learn that he's Yarda's son. Yarda's son, Parlin. Yes. So if you don't remember, um, Yarda is the general in Idris. One of the most uh, milk toast bland characters <laughs> uh, that we've met so far. We've only met him once. And but that was his a while son, ago. on the other hand, is a baller. His I love son his son. His son is really interesting. Parlin. First off, his name, Parlin. That's fun to say. It's a great name. I kind of like it, Parlin. Yep. <laughs> but so we get to meet Parlin, and he walks up, and he's got this hat on. <laughs> 
which Siri is not happy about. She says she's it like, looks like a sock. Take it off. And so he does, which is really sad. But, you know, he uh, seemed to be enjoying it. So we love that. Yeah, I but don't like Carlin, that she immediately poops on his happiness. It's- I know. We should also point out that Vivenna is hiding as a old woman. Her hair, she's turned her hair gray. So yep. she like tries to blend in a little bit more. But Parlin wearing a hat has enough to annoy her out of exactly keeping it gray. Yes. Her her the hat annoyance got her back to a little bit uh of of what color? It fades to a, a little red or something. Yeah. Or she like has to try really hard to yeah. change it back. Yep. Um so she's kind of annoyed with that. Parlin puts it away and then he talks about the fact that it's like there's so many people and people move in herds and it's just weird. And he's, I think, kind of nervous too. Mm-hmm. But I think he has a better reason for being ner- being nervous because he's not. I don't think he really used to all the people in the first place. Yeah. And he's a hunter. Yeah. So he's used to like hunting animals. So he's kind of. You'll see throughout this chapter, he kind of moves around as if he were like stalking an animal. Yep. And so I think that's kind of interesting to point also, out about him. He also notes that there are a surprising number of Idrians in the city. Yes, there are quite a few. And Vivenna's like, okay, well, and then. Because of that, Vivenna decides that she's not going to try being an old woman anymore. She's just going to walk around kind of as herself yeah. because if there's other Idrians in the city, she's not going to really stand out as much. Yep. Because the Hellendrian people or the Tiller people, the Tiller people are used to seeing that. Yep. So she, they decide to kind of head off and um, they head off to this restaurant, which is where Parlin just came from. He was out scouting. And she, she's supposed to be meeting up with somebody. Yes, yeah, she's supposed to be meeting up with a spy that her dad has named Lemix. So she's supposed to be meeting up with him. Um, but before we kind of hear about him, uh, Vivenna's kind of walking around, still thinking about the fact that, you know, Siri can't handle this on her own. Um, she she says at one point, Vivenna thinks... Um, it says that Vivenna used to think, or she still thinks, of um, Siri as, like, the less useful sister. Or she didn't think of that, but she knows other people think like that. And Vivenna's just kind of like, well, she's my baby sister. Someone has to look out for her. And she's innocent and all this stuff. Vivenna's so annoying in this chapter. I'm sorry. Yeah. She is She is very frustrated. She just she says calls, a lot of things about Siri that it's like, okay. She calls Helendrin an orgy of colors. Yeah, she, every, that's weird. Every chance she gets, she makes a negative thought about every person around her, which is so judgy and just just an annoying character in this chapter. She also talks about the fact that her father had made the decision to send Siri, and Vivenna literally thinks that it's probably the best decision for the people. But Vivenna's mm. like, well, I'm making my own decision, which is not of a Vivenna-type characteristic, usually, I would think. Yeah. Um. But she also thinks about the fact that she's going to try and find a way to get Siri out before war. So, like, even if that means faking Siri's death. Yeah. So there's that. So that's fun. Um, but Vena's still kind of wa- uh, – they're walking to the restaurant, and she continues to talk about the fact that – or she kind of just talks about how she got out of Idris. Yeah. So basically – she, because she's so perfect in Idris that she, no one like questioned when she asked for food and supplies. And then she also was apparently going on some kind of expedition. Yeah. That, and everyone was like, okay, you know, it's fine. So that explains her couple of weeks. Yep. But it also states that she um, is leaving a 
a letter for her father and her it should be arriving that evening. So I wonder if we'll get to see his reaction when it comes in. I hope we do. That could be kind of cool. Um, and so <clears throat> we continue on. They're headed to the, the restaurant. And as they're walking there, they're kind of like getting squished. And Vivenna is not having it. Her hair turns white. Vivenna is not happy. She is freaking out. She does not like the crowds at all. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of interesting. Um, Parlin's like, hey, um, check your hair. And she's like, oh, crap. Yeah. Um, and then they arrive at the restaurant, um, and she's supposed to be meeting Lennox, uh, Lemmix here, who, again, is Dedellin's spy. And they're both extremely caught off guard uh, by the, the fact that restaurants can exist in this town. Yes, because they're not used to it. And the restaurant serves fish, and Vivenna hates fish, apparently. <laughs> what a good character development moment. <laughs> just, just <laughs> woo! Yeah, I don't I don't know how or if that's gonna come back at some point. Like it's not like Probably a, not. it's not one of those like Chekhov's guns like <laughs> ah, but you see I hate fish. Like it's not gonna come yeah. back for a big so I think it's just a character. I don't like fish. Oh, okay. It might just be because she hates everything to do with Hallandrin. So when there's Fair. a fish in Hallandrin, she hates it as well. She automatically hates it. But yeah. she does say she hated it in Idris too. Well, yeah, she's she's from the mountains as well, so it makes sense they wouldn't yeah. get a lot of fish up there. Yeah, she just doesn't like the taste of it. She doesn't like fish. I can't blame her. And I hope someday later in the book it comes back as like a, a, a uh, like, like a, a hey, do you remember this? Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I hope it comes back as like a like a saves the world by her not liking fish somehow. That'd but be really funny. Let's actually. try and figure out how would that work. How would there be ever a situation where if you like fish, the world ends? Um, I don't know. Maybe you know, she's ooh. Actually, maybe she's forced to eat fish, <laughs> and, and if she doesn't, her sister will die. Or maybe it's like it's like the uh, Holy Grail, you know, from Indiana Jones, where there's <laughs> the ugly cup, and yeah. there's like two meals, and one of them is like a nicely seasoned fish, and the other one's like <laughs> unseasoned oatmeal, Ew. and she prefers the oatmeal, but the fish was poisoned all along. Oh, just like the Holy Grail. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Probably not what's going to happen. Yeah, I'm probably just never going to mention fish again. Probably not, but yeah. I just thought it was an interesting it fact. It is interesting. So I wanted to point it out. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, Vivenda sent a letter. She's planned. She's done like a lot of planning here. Which is respectable. Yes. but um, So she sent this letter to Lemmix telling him to check the restaurant every day at noon. And then, so basically she's just, they're going to go in and sit down until. How bossy. I know. Until, they're going to sit down until he arrives. And they go in, and uh, Parlin's like, I hate this. I don't want to be here. And so uh, Vivenna tells him to leave. And so that's <laughs> what he does. Parlin just heads out, and she's like, should I have even brought him? Uh, you know, whatever. And she's just kind of waiting for Lemmix to arrive. And then a man sits down. This someone, man. Someone takes her order. Well, that was earlier. Yes, someone took her order. Sorry, Sorry. my bad. I, I was waiting for that. That was when Parlin was still here. Oh, yeah. Sorry. And he ordered something. And then I don't remember what it was. Then a man sits down. Sorry. Yes. Go back. So this is when Parlin's gone now. And Vivenna's waiting there by herself. A man sits down. That man was not Lemmix. Mm, it's a young man. Yes. Lemmix is an old man in his 50s. Young man. And this man in his 35. Comes and sits down at the table. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for the song break, Colin. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so this man sits down and he starts talking about the fact that he hates being a mercenary. And Venna's like, 
shocked. She like doesn't know what to say, doesn't know what to do. And he basically just goes on to say that he hates it because he gets judged for doing his job, whereas yeah. normal people don't get judged for doing their jobs. Yes. And Vivenna's like finally able to talk and she's like, Who the heck are you? And then another man sits down. With a club and a parrot. Yes. <laughs> Woohoo. And um we learn that the first man's name is Denth. And the second man's name is Tonkfa. They have some of the best names. <laughs> Denth and Tonkfa the mercenaries. They Tonkfa. We don't learn much about them yet, but they're going to be ranked pretty high because their names are Denth and names. Tonkfa. Tonkfa says, please. And that's all he says in this chapter, but he does say a word. Mm-hmm. Shaking. This is when he shakes her hand. Yep. And then we get the fun last sentence of the chapter, which says, unfortunately, princess, Denth said, we're here to kill you. Dun dun da. Uh, yeah. Rip Ravenna. Yeah, she's going. That would be so funny if next chapter it opens with her just dead. Like, why would we follow this character for so long? She's like, oh well. <laughs> <laughs> she tried. She tried her best. Some some dude named Tonkfa. Uh, I mean, it's kind of like Tonkfa the idea. and Denth. I like the idea if they murder her, and now the camera just follows them instead. Because I think of books as if they have a camera following the person, and the, the person they're following just got murdered, and they're like, well, let's see what these mercenaries are up to. And then we just get a couple of chapters unrelated to anything going on of just mercenary work. Oh, I, gosh. That would make my day. Well, they clearly know who she is, so how do they know who she is? Yeah, well, she's, uh, maybe they, hmm, we'll see. I yeah, don't I wonder, okay, so that was the end of the chapter, so we're done, no more. Um... I do kind of wonder, though, whether Lemix is not actually spying for Idris. Ooh. Whether he's a liar, which is how they knew she'd be there. You think whether he's got ulterior motives. A backstabber. Yes, he's a backstabber. Maybe. That's a good theory. Uh, I want some theories about uh, uh, pa- uh, Parlin. Parlin. Parlin's probably going to come back and be like, well, crap. Uh. Well, crap. My princess is dead. Well, no, I don't think she'll be dead. Don't I think don't dead? think she'll be dead. Okay. I think she will either be kidnapped or have kicked the crap out of uh, Denth and Tongfa. You have a lot of faith in quote unquote girl power in these books <laughs> where you think sure just an, an untrained princess is just able to kill people hey, you never know uh yeah you never do i mean maybe that just shows you that you've read like the harry potter type where it's like and they can murder <laughs> literally have <laughs> yeah, like the because because realistically just like a 21 year old woman getting a like mugged by two 30 something year old mercenaries she yeah. does not stand much of a chance especially because she sent her only backup away because she's a freaking jerk yep basically yeah, um, I love that Tongfa has a parrot. By the way, just <laughs> that's want to bring attention such a to that. Random thing. Yeah, this, this, such this, a random thing to mention. But they mention it in the book, so it's important. Clearly, it's really a, clearly that parrot. The parrot is, gonna is probably going to be end up being best friends with like Vivenna by the end of this, or it's going to save the day. It's going to fly in and peck out the God King's eyes. Whoa. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, um, I feel like, I feel like Vivenna is not. Who she mm. says she is. No. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. Um, I feel like she's going to be kidnapped. I don't think she's going to like mm-hmm. kick butt right away. Mm-hmm. I definitely think she's going to be kidnapped. I'm I glad- think she thinks she's going to be able to kick butt, and then she's actually not going to. And I think Siri, if Siri had been in this position, Siri would have kicked butt. 
I'm glad you have realistic goals for Vivenna, realistic standards for Vivenna. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't think she's really up to the task, whereas I feel like Siri would be. She needs to trust Siri more. Yeah, she, she really That's my feelings trust after Siri. this chapter. I I feel like Vivenna just... Needs to trust Siri more. She needs to trust Siri more, and she's not as amazingly trained as she thinks she is. She's trained in a lot of things, but not in the ways Siri is trained in being stubborn and being independent and Color all that made jazz. her physically ill. Yes. She was getting sent to colored, uh, colored capital of the world, and color makes her physically ill. She was not trained for this well enough. No, not at all. You think she would have been exposed to like twenty hours of color every week or something stupid? <laughs> They're not grading her on her color exposure. What? It's true. <laughs> fair enough. You um, can't tell me that's not fair. I, uh, also, Siri, by the way, speaks about how she refused to move when she was bowing because of her stubbornness. So she uses her stubbornness. Yes. That she's learned from her father to go ahead and try and outwit the God King. So that's like a that was a Chekhov's gun of I'm a stubborn person, and then she uses it uh-huh. immediately. So she that was a cool setup to pay off. Like, the, I think the God King because she says that she thinks he's toying with her, yeah, trying to get her to like do something so that she can get mad or he can get mad at her. Hey, and hey. I do think that is what was happening. You think so still? I do. Yes, I do think that. He, I mean, obviously at the end, she kind of moves around and sleeps and stuff, which she's not supposed to do. But I'm sure she sat like that for, we don't know how long it was before she fell asleep. But I bet it was a couple hours before she even fell asleep. And so I bet she, like, the fact that she was doing exactly what she was supposed to be doing and wasn't reacting, I'm sure he didn't like that. Hey, Sydney. Yes? Now it's time. Rank the characters. Woo! It's time now. The uh, best part. Alrighty. I'm going to go ahead and pull up the uh, characters that were all in this episode. If you want to pull up the the uh, actual tier list. Also, listeners, we're not going to grade the tiers until it gets to like a ridiculous number of characters. Yes. And then we might grade the tiers because it might get too much to actually try and keep track we'll of everybody. See. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. All right. All right. Gonna... So I'm going to read off what we currently have, our current list. Okay, I'm ready. So this is our week three list. So we have Siri, Nightblood, Lightsong, Larimar, Bluefingers, Vivenna, Vasher, Mab, Fafin, the Maidservants as a whole, Yarda, Bebid, Dedelin, Trelides, and then Dead Tier, Var, and then Double Dead Tier, God King. Because he died and then he never was alive, actually. So he has to be double yes. dead here. He has um, to be double dead until here. we like him more, or like, or like his character more. Then Basically. we can change him. Yes. Right now, we know barely anything about him. <laughs> All right, here's who we saw in chapter seven. Siri stays the top. You still think? Yes, absolutely. I think so. Unless, do you think? I don't think anyone would go above. I don't her. think anybody's beat. I think Light Song could be close, but I think Light Song takes Nightweaver. Night, sorry, Nightblood. Night I, I, yeah, I do think I agree with that one. I think Light Song. Because we just haven't seen Nightblood enough, and he's and, just a sword. Yeah. And so I think I, I think finally uh, Light Song's personality overtakes. Yes. Uh, and I feel like, like Light Song also has the fact that he's an animate object. He's a human being. Yeah. Not an inanimate object like Nightblood. <laughs> I think, okay, I think the inanimate object could work for Nightblood if we saw him more and got a personality. Yes. Right we now just we just have Sassy, Sassy Sword that's happened twice. Yes. And so we need more of him to um, get him up night, higher. Uh, Light Song is just this fun dude who just hates his job and his religion and mm-hmm. is just thriving. And he hates the religion he's a god of. It's great. Um, yes. Moving on, new character, Blush Weaver. Ooh. I, okay, she's a kind of a crappy person. Yes. But I like that about her. 
I like that she's a mm. she's a she's a quote unquote she villain with personality. Yeah. She says she's making plans with the other gods and invites him to join. Like yes. she's mysterious. She's a seductress. Mm-hmm. I think she's really really cool. And so that's why I I'm petitioning that she makes it above Mab. Oh yeah, I would agree with that one. So Mab is currently about the middle, like like she's on the list. So I think she's above. Yes. Right now, I think she so would above land Mab below, below Vasher. That's what that's where I think she would land at the moment. Yes. Okay. Uh, in my humble opinion. Um, okay. Moving on to the, to the next character that we met in this chapter. Uh, we saw some more of Larimar. Uh-huh. Where do we think he should go? Do you think he's in a good spot? <sighs> yeah, I think, I don't think yep. uh, Larimar needs to really change much. Just I below Nightblood? Like, that works. Yeah, I, I think, think he's in a good spot. And he didn't do much. No, he didn't do much, but he's pretty, he's pretty chill. All right, that's everything. That's everybody we saw from chapter seven. Moving on to chapter eight. Siri still stays at the top. Steer, yeah, she's not uh, moving. Blue fingers. Blue uh, fingers. I don't feel like blue fingers right now is above Vavena. I think and below Larmar, and I feel like he well, can stay there. I think he should stay above Vavena because I think Vavena should be going down the list because yes. I am not a fan of her this chapter. I agree, but I think below Larmar is fair. Uh, he didn't really do much good or bad this chapter because nothing happened this chapter. Yeah, uh, but he also is still. We did learn that he is not the best at keeping secrets, <laughs> mm-hmm. but he also is still being very helpful to Siri. Yep, and he hasn't done anything to harm her. He's she's, just kind of trying to help her, even though he has no idea what he's doing. He's a nice person. He yes. seems like he's right now. This chapter, he was exposition. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Hey, here's how how our religion works. Here's yeah. the rules of what you can and can't do." And it was basically, "Hey, reader, here's the rules of what you can and can't do." Basi- uh, basically, yeah. But that's okay. Uh, we also, I'm going to save this one for last. Uh, finally, that's the only two characters really in chapter seven, chapter eight, sorry. Now we're on to chapter nine, uh, where we have quite a few. We have three new characters in this chapter. Yes. So we have Vivenna, who should be going down, down. I agree. Down, down, down. How low do we want put Vivenna? Right now she's below Blue Fingers. And below above, the maid servants. Below the maid servants. Below the maid servants? Yeah, so. above Yarda, below the maid servants. Okay. I think character wise, the Yarda still has more personality. Yes. Uh, sorry, Vivenna has more personality than Yarda, Bevid, Dedelin, or Trelides. Uh, I agree. I agree. Um, I do think that we need to. I I didn't mention them in the last chapter, but the maid servants were very helpful and showed some personality this chapter. Yes. Uh, last chapter. And I think this chapter too. I think they. I mean, they didn't show like really much personality, mm-hmm. but they were helpful. I think they beat Fafin now. You think the maid servants beat Fafin? Yeah, because we haven't seen much from Fafin. Okay. Uh, and fa- uh, Fafin's just dumb. Maid servants Fafin's are helpful. Fafin's just dumb. That's so mean. But maid servants are helpful to the uh, unknowing princess, and they're following all the rules. But they're really efficient, and they sh- were just there when she woke up. Like they have quite a good few good things going for them. Yeah. No, that's fair. I can understand that. I one. think Fafin just. I think they just swap places. Yeah. Yeah. So Fafin is still above Avena, though. Yeah. Okay. Uh, new character alert: Parlin. Woo. Parlin has a fancy hat. Yes. And he's got an interesting personality. He thinks like a hunter. Yeah. He, he's a scout. He's just kind of funny. Yeah, he's kind like, of funny. He's not like the funniest character, but he's got some kind of personality until Vivenna kind of squashes it with the hat thing. He, I like that he I like that he went to scout and went ahead and, and bought a hat, hat while he was there. I think that, that alone, both times I've read this chapter, have made me laugh real hard because yeah. it's just like I really enjoy that he just like, what, what's that? And he goes, it's a hat. Yeah, basically. Uh, I think he's above Mab. Yeah, I was gonna. Yeah, I agree with that. I was gonna say uh, that. because he's also a good person. 
unlike right now, uh, Vivenna is. Uh, yeah, we don't talk about Vivenna. Right now, she's kind of a butthole. I just, I don't like how judgmental she is. I agree. She just, she just says some things, and I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. For what? And she just doesn't, she has no faith in her sister whatsoever. None. Which is just rude. All right. In so many ways. We have two characters, Denth and Tonk Fa. We see very little from them. Yes. But Denth is kind of snarky and funny. He is kind Tonk of snarky Fa. and funny, even though he wants to kill Vivenna, which is a little concerning. So Denth is that. Yes. Tonk Fa has a parrot. So I think they should stick together. Because they're both they're together already. Yes. And so we we'll make them like one character, like no two tied? characters, but just side by like just connected back to back. Oh, I back think, to back. I okay. think Denth, Denth Denth above Tonk Fall, but yes. I think they should stay together. And just just below Mab, you think below Mab above Maid Servants? Below Mab above Maid Servants? Yeah, yeah, I think so. They're but snarky, not that they're we've funny. seen, he not that we've parrot. really seen Mab much, but we don't know much about these guys either. But just yeah, we don't know much about these guys. Mab was snarky, funny, and she taught Siri about sex. Yes. Those three things makes her above the murder the 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 murder people. Um, <laughs> yeah, even though they've only said like they've only said a couple words. Yeah, so I think Denth and Tonkfa Tonkfa should go above them. And finally, Sydney, we finally got to see the God King in person. Yes. So I think he deserves reevaluation from his double dead tier. We know that he exists and is a physical being. So I think, and he, he should... may or may not be playing Siri, or he may or may not just not care. He might, he might just not care. He might be a bad person. He might just be indifferent. Maybe he wasn't in the mood. Who knows? Yeah. But I think he deserves a ranking. He has beautiful black eyes. He does have black eyes. Uh, being around him made Siri's clothing turn rainbow. Yeah. Uh, so that's neat. interesting. So maybe he I should what go. That means. Hmm, where should maybe he go? they're you gonna be, me. you know, maybe they're gonna be besties. You think maybe they're actually going to fall in love? That would be such a twist for this book. If it's that like, actually would be actually, I kind of like him. That'd be a fun twist. I would, mm, uh, maybe. So, uh, all right, Colin's kind of disappointed. <laughs> you go ahead and tell me where you think the God King should go. I mean, he doesn't Brown. like talk. We still don't know whether his personality is actually what everyone says it to be. Okay. Put him, Chotrelides, the jerk, the jerk God King guy is currently on the bottom of the living section. I think he should stay on the bottom and God King just beats out Chotrelides. Okay, I agree with that. Because the God King, once again, they did nothing. (laughs) So I think the God King, in just that he did nothing to her, at least tonight, is a better person than Chotrelides, the butthole. Yeah, I agree. And And then Var remains dead. I'm excited. Well, obviously, Var remains dead. Hopefully next week. (laughs) He doesn't come back to life. Maybe not hopefully, but... Possibly next week, Vivenna is going to be joining him there. Um, I'm actually gonna that's be... so mean. It's possible. That's... <laughs> They're people. You said hopefully. Death and Tong Fa said they were going to, and they're ranked higher than Vivenna on this list. So maybe you said hopefully. I, well, I corrected myself. I corrected myself <laughs> and said maybe. Said hopefully, I corrected Go myself on. and said maybe <laughs> they'll be joining. All right, so that's all the characters we saw. We have quite a few going now. Uh, yeah, we do. I am. Um, I will read the list. So this is our week four list. So we have Siri, Light Song, Nightblood, Larmar, Blue Fingers, Basher, Blushweaver, Parlin, Mab, Denth, Tonkfa, Maidservants, Fafin, Vivenna, Yarda, Bebid, Dedelin, God King, Trelides, and then our dead tier is Var. 
I hope someday our dead tier gets more than just far. Imagine the end of the show and none of the other like <laughs> named characters actually eat it and it's just <laughs> Var the a, entire time. Just at that point, I think we should reevaluate Var as a character. Maybe reread the prologue and put him somewhere. If no one else dies and he just has his own dead tier, yes. Uh, so <laughs> currently there are. 21 characters that we have ranked. That's quite a few. That's quite a few. We're getting pretty high. Uh, but one, the other book by this guy, the first book alone has over uh, 700 characters. The Stormlight Archives have 700 named and speaking characters. That's so, so many. if ever we do that, we're definitely going to right off the bat do letter grades and just be like A tier, B tier. And that's the entire thought we're going to put into it. Yeah. Because that's 700 characters. That's <laughs> a ridiculous like that? number of things to do. But this book... Not as many. I think there's a total of like uh, 60. Oh, that's not terrible. I I think, and most of the other ones aren't like main characters. I think we've already met basically all the main characters. Yeah. Uh, I think it's kind of interesting to see how our list has changed and how it's grown. Like it's so much bigger than it was the, the first week. The only unchanging character right now is Siri. Yeah, Siri hasn't moved at all. Nightblood has stayed the same for a while and then just switched with just Light Song. Just this week, Light Song beat out Nightblood. Yes. It's uh, interesting yeah. to see how much Vivenna's dropped. Vivenna, like, went higher at one point, and then she's just consistently gone down the she list. Started, she started in fourth. Yeah. Then she moved up to third. Uh, to, no, she stayed in fourth. She went from fourth to fourth. Uh, oh, yeah. And then she, wait. She started in fifth. Sorry. She started in fifth, went to fourth. Then uh, went down to uh, sixth, not because she was a bad character that chapter. We had somebody join that was better. Yes. And now she's all the way down to 14th. She's uh, really this chapter, falling. This chapter, this chapter was not butt. good for Var. I'm uh, sorry, you mean for Vivenna? <laughs> yeah, Var's, Var is also one of the only consistent characters well, in the dead tier because he's been dead since day freaking one. And our double dead tier is gone. Yeah. We no longer have a double dead tier. It lasted for one week. We had. Well, maybe if Vivenna, or if, sorry, Syriana ever has that stillborn. <laughs> the stillborn can go in the double dead tier. Yeah, maybe. Because the stillborn won't have a personality. Or if the God King dies, then he's double dead because he's died. He died, returned, the return dies. So if that ever happens, he'll go in the double dead tier. Again. Again. He'll return. He'll return to the double dead tier. As he died, returned to life, then he'll return to death, then he'll return to the double death tier. Oh. That was a lot of words. He returns gone. a lot of times. <laughs> All right. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about? Any theories for the, the moving forward that you haven't discussed yet? Hmm. I don't think so. What Let's mysteries? See. What mysteries have been presented that you want answers to? I, my main one is why did the God King just let Siri lay on his floor all night? That's a good theory. That's a good mystery. That's what I I think first and foremost is the thing I wonder most. Okay, give some give some options as to reasons why you think that could be. Ooh. Like what why why hmm. what are some reasons he could have done that? Let's see. I feel like hmm. I'll give Maybe, some thought ones. Testing her. Well, yeah, not no, in the mood. No, definitely yeah, no, that makes sense. But I'm also kind of thinking a little deeper. Hmm. Like I do think, I definitely think he was testing her. Okay. But, I mean, why he was testing her? The world may never know. (laughs) I feel like maybe he kind of wants to get to know her. Like, know whether, (laughs) no, I don't mean, listen, hold on, let me explain, let me explain this before you judge me. He likes his women for the personality. (laughs) That's what I meant. I meant he wants to get to know whether she's going to be kind of like a difficult to crack and whether mm. she's going to listen to his rules or whether she's not going to. 
That's what I think. The God King is not shallow like other men. He likes women for the personality. <laughs> Maybe he does. Maybe he does. That could be Maybe it. he doesn't like women at all. Maybe he's a nice guy. Maybe he's gay. <laughs> What a twist that that would be. No, I was thinking maybe he doesn't even like anybody at all. He does make white things turn a rainbow around him. (laughs) Yeah, so maybe he's a part of the LGBTQ community. (laughs) Who knows? Uh, If he was, that would be a freaking twist. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Fantasy Book Club. Uh, All right, we're going to start wrapping up. Uh, Sydney, you want to wrap up for us? For sure. So just a reminder... Next week, we are reading chapters 10, 11, and 12. So make sure you have those read before you get here. Because if you don't, Sydney will kick you out of the book club. Absolutely, I will. The responsibilities that we have <laughs> on the show. I read, record, and talk about the, uh, the even chapters and edit. Yes. Sydney reads, records, talks about the odd chapters, and performs security detail uh-huh. for our podcast. And that's and we both do social media stuff. So that's our, that's our responsibilities for this show. Yes. Absolutely. Sydney is of of the two of us is clearly the more intimidating. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I'm intimidating. You know, I wouldn't kick you guys out. I wouldn't do that. Absolutely, she would. Don't trust uh, her. That's so rude, <laughs> <laughs> Colton. All right. <laughs> we also just want to say thank you to everyone who's listened. We really appreciate you all. Leave um, reviews on Apple Podcasts, and we'll shout you out in the episode. Leave Absolutely, a that's yeah. a, I like that plan. Leave a leave a text review in the Apple Podcast, and we'll shout you out. Yes, do that. You better. You better. Remember, Sydney will kick you I'm out. Watching. If <laughs> if you consume three episodes and don't leave a review, that's too much free content, and Sydney <laughs> will content. kick you out. No, I. <laughs> how would you even kick out a listener? Oh, um, just nope. Block you from listening. Sorry. I don't know if there's a block function. <laughs> I don't think there is. I don't think it's how that works. Hey, if there I mean, was, we would block do like it. comments. We would figure it out. No, I'm sure we could figure it I'm out. Not gonna do that. We'll block you from our Discord <laughs> server. By the way, join our Discord server. It's on our website. Yes, and go check out Colton's website. It's prattpodcast.com, and go check out Sydney's website. Ah, oh, thank you. It's storiesbysydney.com. There you go. <laughs> well, I, I said mine, so I thought you would say yours. Oh, so we could just like do a fun exchange of <laughs> like, a, like a culture exchange. But yeah, no, instead, I, I, didn't, I didn't have on that instead one. Instead, I enjoyed all the culture to myself <laughs> and you got none of it. <laughs> and also, we want to say thank you to Lesia for letting us use your song, We'd Run a Remake, as the intro and outro of our program. It's really great. We love it. It's a really good intro. It's so nice. And then that is... A-L-E-Z-E-I-A on Spotify to go check him out. Listen to his music. It's all really good fantasy read to music. If you need music while you fantasy read, all of his stuff is like baller. Yeah. Alrighty. Thank you guys so much for listening. We love you. Goodbye. Peace. Why are you still here? The show's over.